For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Gerhardt's back. The more things change, the more they stay the same. From NJ1015.com, this is the new Jim Gerhardt Podcast. Hey, once again, hello, Jim Gerhardt, along with Patrick Lavery. And uh, today, I, I think the big story, Pat, has to be the uh, the budget address yesterday. This is something every year. We've got, this is my 26th or 27th budget address mm-hmm. <laughs> that I've, I've, I've set through during my time on the air. And I, I truly can say the more things change, the more they stay the same. Right. It is absolutely the same old, same old. And uh, I, I guess I could sum it up by... Uh, <laughs> for those who remember Mr. Hanky. <laughs> But I, just a few observations. What what, what is your uh, if if you could do a thumbnail kind of observation uh, from having seen the governor's budget address yesterday, which is hugely important. Yeah, but it's also hugely. It's hugely boring, and I think that <laughs> you is found the word. That is what it boils down to, and uh, obviously, my millennial generation has an attention span problem anyway. <laughs> but uh, yesterday, I, I thought, and I was not alone in thinking this in our newsroom, uh, that the governor took a very long time to say not a lot at all. Well, there's nothing new, right? I, I think there was nothing dramatic. One thing he, he did overlook, uh, this to me was the big thing in this, the fact that there was absolutely no productive mention of the 900-pound gorilla mm-hmm. in the New Jersey room, which is property tax. Now, I wonder why that is. Is that because he has so many other things on his agenda that he wants to accomplish first, or is it because everybody is tired of talking about it and kind of knows that the problem will never be fixed. Yes, and I think they've realized tragically that the people aren't going to show any resistance to it. I don't know why. Yeah. The people in New Jersey should be up in arms, especially retired people, older people, people on on sort of the middle incomes Mm -hmm. in which you you make too much to qualify for all the other programs. Yes. And then not enough to actually get by. Just just some uh, random observations I would make. And first of all, I was absolutely delighted watching the television. Mm -hmm. I was delighted to see my two favorite governors looking very, very well, which Mm -hmm. is Jim McGreevy and Dick Cody. Mm -hmm. Did you notice? Yes. Dick Cody has been around a long time. He looked great. Yeah. And Jim McGreevy, of course. Mm -hmm. Uh, Fine. Uh, Donald DeFrancesco, who was a interim governor for a while when yep. Whitman left was there I saw Donnie he looked good yep. so that was that was very nice to see I, I know that uh, on on the broadcast feed that I was watching they made a big deal of uh, John Corzine making an appearance yeah yeah which uh, and, certainly did not happen during the Christie years and, and again I don't know there's something uh, they talk about the pressures of office these guys seem to have gotten younger yeah. John Corzine with whom I used to sit you know, about weekly here and talk on yeah. the radio. 
He looked great. He yeah. looked younger than he did at the time. <laughs> right. I guess he didn't have the burdens at the time, so maybe he worked out his financial problems and right. everything. I hope everything's sailing along. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jim Florio. Yeah. Look, look good. Yes. So I was looking and I said, my God, they got the best cosmologist in the world down there working on these people, but they didn't look <laughs> that way at all. Okay, other observation is that you knew that the crowd was going to be very partisan uh, because every one of these people sitting there is going to be up for election in November. Right. And they, on the off chance that one of their voters may have been watching this, I don't know what the ratings were, but I can for, imagine. For 2 o'clock in the afternoon on a Tuesday, yeah, I, I don't I, think there were high expectations. I think the ratings were less than a uh, suck a son of police calls <laughs> at that particular time. But, uh, and another thing, just an observation, the people, uh, the politicians anyway, the political people in the crowd, yeah. galleries always stuffed with state workers, you yeah. know, and they're up there cheering and yelling and, you know, getting hysterical over things that they don't understand what he said. Right. But uh, this is the constant standing up ovations. Now, yes. what effect did this have on the knees of the, let's say, representatives of mature years? Right. And I was looking at, 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 at Senator Weinberger. Yes. And, and the dear lady had to jump up and down. <laughs> now, I don't know her. She may be in splendid shape, but just knowing what happens to you at a certain point in your life, she's probably got sore knees this morning. There was a um, many years ago during uh, George H.W. Bush's administration, um, during the first uh, Iraq war, uh, there was a Saturday Night Live uh, sketch depicting the State of the Union. And Dana Carvey played President Bush. And uh, he got up to the podium and said his first couple of remarks and then just kept saying over and over again, Operation Desert Storm. And everybody would stand and then they would sit and then he would say Operation Desert Storm again and everybody would stand <laughs> and then they would sit back down. This is deja vu all over again. You notice yeah. they did the same thing every time he said middle class. Yes. And he yes. thundered middle class. It was like yeah. Chinese water torture mm -hmm. after a while. The yeah. middle class. Right. Well, New Jersey is a middle class state. We're all middle class. Right. What? Yeah. Uh, I, I, technically, was, because we don't have a yeah. royal family and we don't have bonded indentured <laughs> servants. <laughs> right. We're in the middle so, but class. Uh, again, uh, he's going to do all these things from the middle class. Here's a guy that is so affluent, he pays, without batting an eye, $200,000 a year mm -hmm. in property tax. Right. Yeah, we've <laughs> talked about that. So, uh, and another thing, uh, th it's kind of personal. I, I, it's, it's irrelevant politically, mm -hmm. practically. But the uh, habit he has of, after every sentence, showing his teeth. Yes. Uh, do you notice that? Uh, and I don't know if this is supposed to be a, a smile. Uh he does seem to be striking for the title of Miss Congeniality this year anyway. And, but all of a sudden, here comes the smile. Now, I'm not sure whether it is a smile, it is a grimace, or uh, it's a threat. I'm not sure. But showing the teeth. He, he reminds me of the kid at the school dance who tries to show off a little bit too uh -huh. much. Remember on election night? When he came up on stage and did the little uh, Irish jig kick or whatever it was, um, you know, just something, some things about his and uh, and Eric Scott has talked about this uh, when we have had Murphy in studio on the rare occasions that that has happened. The way that he walks into a room, he's he's very tall and gangly, and uh, I just don't think he 
ever figured out how to quite carry himself in that way. He'll come into a room kind of with his shoulder dipped, uh, if you can picture what I'm talking about, and like he will look up into the room before he straightens up. Um, This is all per Eric's description. Um, And it just kind of... Uh, gives you the feeling of of someone who is <laughs> is not comfortable in public in his own skin. Well, this might well be. Obviously, he's a hugely intelligent man and a very competent oh, yes. competent person. Yes. And in my experience, the more intelligent people are, the more eccentricities they oh, they gather along the along the way. Sure. Uh, but uh, you know, again and again, it's personal, and I don't mean this in any way disparaging. No. When the governor delivers a line and then bares his teeth, mm. I was thinking our mother Doberman Pincher has this <laughs> habit of she likes to have her back scratched, you know, sort of down by the tail. <laughs> and what she'll do, mm-hmm. and she will come up and back up to me, and then look around with what we refer to as the shark smile. <laughs> and she bears her teeth. Now, if you don't know what was happening, uh-huh. you're not sure if this is happiness or yeah. if she wants to tear my throat out. Yeah. Because you get this. So, I, again, I was, I was kind of concerned. About it. But the middle class thing, they just, just beat hell out of that. Yeah. Uh, and, but everybody's doing that now because everybody's going to save the middle class. So if you could, two ways you could look at this. Uh, one way is that... It, it, Everybody in New Jersey is happy. We're on the right path. We're on the right track, which, of course, mm-hmm. he gets paid to say. Mm-hmm. And that we're all in good hands. On the other hand, you could look at it like uh, John Bramnick had said, the uh, senator. Uh, he had said, hide your wallet. Right. And, right. And, and some people will be singing. Bohica, Bohica, bend over, here it comes, Bohica, Bohica, again. Again, once more. How many years? How long, oh, Israel? <laughs> right. We put up with this. But uh, so to specifically speaking, I mentioned property taxes. Yeah. Uh, I don't know the answer to why they will not do anything about property taxes. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Wisniewski, the uh, assemblyman, the only politician of any statue that I've ever heard say, and this was during, I think we talked about this once before, I mentioned Mm. it, during the campaign for the Democratic nomination for governor the last time out. He said, and this is the answer, he said, the state, according to the Constitution, Mm. shall provide the thorough and efficient education for all children between the ages of what, five and 18, whatever it is. Sure. The state... The state. Now, this is hugely expensive. Mm. Now, in my view, what's going on here, and it's a guess, but I think if you watch this long enough, I can't think of an alternate reason why they will re- absolutely refuse to address it. Yeah. The most you can get, and he said this again, which other governors have said, uh, we have slowed the advance of property taxes. Right. That's not what we want. Right. It's- the H-E-W-L with that. We want... None are we want bearable property taxes. Right. It's not it's it's not right. It's not enough to slow the growth or eliminate the growth. We want them to go down, down, way, way yeah. down. Yeah. The state. Should, now, here's my thing. If the state should have to pay out of the budget, they should budget for the cost of education. Yeah. It's huge. Mm. Instead of thirty nine billion dollars, it would be maybe right. forty nine. You know, whatever right. it is. But the state's gotten itself in that pickle by giving the store away to the education industry. Yeah. Not my fault. Right. And I don't cost them a nickel. <laughs> but so 
if the state had to do that, that would take that much out of the budget that they could not use for entitlement programs to yeah. buy votes. Because everything, everything is votes. Now, everybody sitting there yesterday, every elected official, mm. the number one thing on his agenda or her agenda is not, is this good for the state? Is it not good for the state? It's what does this do for my career? Right. Will this get me votes in November or could this cost me votes? Right. That's exactly. All. And and that's you had mentioned that before. And I was hoping that we would come back to it, because I think especially in this year uh, of the legislative elections, that is is so important to note. And it's why after the speech ended yesterday, you had this very rare, very bizarre and surreal um, and the, the station that I was watching had actually a split screen of it, of not only the Republican response, but the Democrats' own response to their own governor's speech. That I didn't see. Yeah. Well, what were they doing? They hit their knees groveling? Or uh, they, were they, they actually sitting there and, with wide-eyed wonder like we were? The, the Democrats, well, there was, some, there was some drama yesterday morning as to uh, whether a deal had uh, been reached as far as a millionaire's tax. And mm-hmm. uh, they said that uh, Sweeney had agreed to it. And then we had reps uh, for him telling us, oh, no, no, he hasn't done that yet. Uh, so this is uh, obviously, and as you know, this is nowhere near close to over. This budget does not have to be approved and signed mm-hmm. until June 30th. Well, you know, this is not the budget. This is a budget proposal. Right, exactly. So how it comes out. But there's nothing in there very strong except the fact that if you go over the uh, recommendations he's made that cost money, Mm -hmm. they add up. There's a whole lot. There's a laundry list of things. Mm -hmm. There was no mention of where that money's coming from, that additional money. You see, in, in a way, you could give him double A grade for that and i think he in a sense he did a remarkable job mm. because as you have said and this is no reflection on him this is just how the game is played and he's learning to play it very well mm. a lot of time a lot of verbiage a lot of air but very little substance right with with these addresses mm-hmm. because they are political events uh the one thing about property taxes that he said that that is just rather annoying that, oh, well, we're working on property tax relief because we're giving more money to education. That, uh, I tell you, if there was uh, <laughs> ever a bit of, uh, of, of bullpucky about that, what did you think? <laughs> yeah, that's that's <laughs> right. a Mr. Hankey. Right. Because the education establishment will absorb any amount of money that's thrown out there. That's right. what they do. Mm-hmm. That's yep. exactly what they do is absorb money. And we get no improvement in, in any part of education. Now, just one example, over the years, I talked with, you ever hear of the Abbott districts? Is that still going? Uh, I, I don't know that it's still going. I, I think that, uh, I think the Governor Christie might have put an end to that, but I do remember the, the program. Uh, These know, were special started. needs yeah. districts. In other yes. words, poor, yeah. largely minority-dominated districts. Mm-hmm. And they were throwing huge amounts of money into that every year. Yep. Now, I got for 26 years on the air, I would get calls from people, teachers, administrators. Yeah. Where'd the money go? We didn't get any of it. The teachers right. said, we got not 15 cents of that got to the classroom. Right. Where did it go? The administrators say, we don't have any more money to work with. Yeah. Where's all that money go? There was never an answer to that. Right. 
it, it was just just down some kind of a rat hole. Mm-hmm. And so, but they again, uh, this is not going to bring any property tax relief. Believe me, they will absorb whatever little money of, of that is. Right. So, uh, yeah. And, and there are things that you can do, especially when trying to put together and propose, as you said, a budget. Um, there are things that you can brainstorm and things that you can do that on paper you write them down and you say, oh, that's a clever way to do that. But you don't from the RWJ Barnabas Health Studios. This is New Jersey 101.5 involved. There's no way that's ever going to work. Yeah. And I think that's exactly what you hit on. I had just just a list here of things that are going to cost money. Strengthening public education. Well, here, I guess, you know, this is Mm. what we're talking about, Uh, including higher education. He's going to give some money. Achieving excellence together. RWJ Barnabas Health's Jersey City Medical Center, Monmouth Uh, Medical Center and St. Barnabas Medical Center. Named top teaching hospitals by the Leapfrog Group. Yes, I mean, that's, that's billions. Clara Moss Medical Center earned its ninth A grade from the Leapfrog uh, Group. Clara Moss Medical Center and RWJ and, uh, Barnabas Health see, oh, achieving excellence together. Increase uh, preschool. Robert Wood Johnson University Hospital Hamilton earned its third A from the Leapfrog Group. Robert Wood Johnson University Hospital Hamilton and RWJ Barnabas Health achieving excellence together. Eighteen thousand, I believe, the number of students. Yes. Monmouth Medical uh, Center, a Leapfrog Group education. National Top Teaching Hospital and with six straight A's. Monmouth Medical Center and RWJ Barnabas Health achieving excellence together. More aid to homeless. Planned Robert Wood Johnson University Hospital Somerset earned its third A from the Leapfrog Group. Robert Wood Johnson University Hospital Somerset and RWJ Barnabas Health achieving excellence together. programs they have for that. And it goes on and on. Now, this R.W.J. Barnabas Health's Jersey City now, Medical Center, a Leapfrog Group national top teaching hospital, and one of only 59 point, nationwide uh, to earn 12 straight A's. Yeah, about in that ballpark. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that is from. Uh, th- that's an interesting thing too. This is from. Uh, uh, he went through his cabinet members. Yeah. He said, "How can you reduce spending?" So he said, "We have saved 1.1 billion dollars in that during the." Uh, Florio administration, which mm-hmm. would be 1990. Governor Florio, once he got into office, yeah. appointed a commission to look into waste, to ferret out waste mm-hmm. and uh, redundant spending, not just stolen or, or pumped down a rattle. Yeah. Unnecessary spending. Mm-hmm. How much money could be saved in every state department? I think there were 20 state departments. Okay. They audited three, and it mm. came up with something like $5 billion. <laughs> so they called off the study. <laughs> it, it was getting to be astronomical. Yeah, yeah. And you can no way you can cut out much of that spending and maintain your political base. Sure. Because after right. all, this is, this is all politics. Yep. So uh, where this money is coming from, you get right back down to the millionaire's tax, yep. which was never a millionaire's tax. At one time, the proposal was anybody, any family making 250000 a year were mm-hmm. considered millionaires were going to have their taxes increased. They didn't do that. Right. But two school teachers with tenure <laughs> in a family would get hit with that. So that was yeah. ridiculous. Last year, uh, the bill, I believe, had raised the income tax for anybody making over $5 million a year. Yes, I Which believe is that's way up right. There. Right. Now, let me throw a few statistics out here as best I could figure them out. 
The millionaire's tax, the argument is that if you increase this tax, mm. these people, millionaires, people with this a million dollars or more in liquid assets right. is how they figure it. Mm. Uh, if they will all leave the state, or many of them will leave the state. Yeah. Now, these people have had a chance to leave the state already because sure. they did raise this. Now, here it is, from what I can get. In New Jersey, this is amazing. There are one family in every 12 in New Jersey has a million dollars or more in liquid assets. Okay. According to the census. That's a lot. Yeah. That is a high percentage. I'm trying to think of the percentage now, of that. Yeah. And that is, that is, this is family, household income, household income. And so you get down to the actual number in New Jersey, the one in 12, that amounts to. This is a big figure, and it's mm -hmm. surprising, but it's the best I could ferret out. Okay. 293,992 families in New Jersey. That sounds about right. That doesn't Okay, so that's yeah. close to a million families. But if you get into northern New Jersey, the people who work you know, in New York and, and the, the financial industry, yeah. it's not surprising. Now, according to the latest statistics, 4,700. Now, this is you get several different figures, anywhere from 40. 700 to 10,000. Mm -hmm. But I think the 10,000 figures, these are people who actually left the state, presumably because of the taxes. Uh, you get uh, 10,000 if you throw in some New York people, too. But let's say 4,700 uh, of these people. Now, 4,700 out of the 293,992 people who left the state because of taxes, rich people, is 0.015%. <laughs> Well, okay. And the rest of them didn't have any problem with it. Right. So I, don't, I, I think they're perfectly safe taxing. This, there may be a few left, but there's so damn many. Right. That it's not going right. to make any difference. Right. I, I don't have any problem with that because, and I know this is kind of uh, non-libertarian if you want, mm -hmm. but then, you know, we all have little, little quirks. Any these people, as we found out, what last week or the week before, right? Some of these people are paying, like the governor, two hundred thousand dollars a year in property tax. Yeah. Now, if you got, and it's a bunch of them, if you got enough money to do that, yeah. that and, you don't need, and you don't care and the about money it. spent on buying these palatial estates that you don't need, you probably hardly ever take a look at it, right? Or enjoy it. You've probably never been in all the rooms in the house, right? Right. But it's right. a show. It's like the professional athletes. First thing they do, get million-dollar contracts for bouncing a ball or something. Right. And immediately they buy these enormous mausoleums. Yeah. Right, right. To, to show off. Well, this is the same thing. So I don't have any problem with that. I mean, if they want to tax, raise the tax for anybody up to $5 million, that's, that's plenty of money to live mm -hmm. on. Yeah, and I think— But you, well, where's the money going now, you see? Right. This, this is provided based upon the expectation— mm. <laughs> The right. uh, the expectation that uh, it's going to go to a <laughs> something. Well, okay, Mr. Hanky, <laughs> he gave the answer. So, yeah. so that that was the only uh, real issue, I think. Well, and and so much in the address. So much of this is is predicated, and 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 maybe this is is where you were going with this. So much of this is predicated on what the revenue projections are, and last year. They missed by a lot. Yeah, it was a million or billion or something. It was, uh, it it was, a, big was it was a big figure, and so they take a lot of those projections into account when uh, putting together the budget. But if there's 
if there's a mistake in those assumptions, you know, then then this is all going to fall apart. The the other thing that I was saying, um, the five million uh, figure, the people making five million or more, as opposed to just you know the one million in liquid assets, they, isn't there a different uh, category? Don't they call them super millionaires or something like that? There's a different like classification for them. I have no idea. I had uh, maybe I had made that up in my own mind, but uh, it, it sounds nice. Well, I mean, here people paying one hundred and seventy-five, one hundred ninety-five, two hundred thousand. There's a bunch of them. Yeah, for property taxes, <laughs> right? And they don't care. I mine is closer to the state average, which is what eighty some nine thousand dollars. It kills me. Yeah. It's a fourth of, of my course. income of or course. more. Yeah. <laughs> so my goodness, I, yeah. I, I, I'm going to have limited sympathy with them. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. I, I don't think any of them are going to be lined up in the, the unemployment line or in the poorhouse. No, I, I don't think there's any Over danger that. of that. No. No. Here's another thing that you don't figure on. All of these programs, and I think I must have read a dozen different programs, most all of them will require setting up a bureaucracy. Mm. And here's where the patronage and the, and the buying the votes comes in. Yeah. It used to be an adage in New Jersey that every time the state borrowed money, and he did he did mention about how he's working now, he's going to New York to the financial people to improve our credit rating. Right. So that gives you an idea where they think they're going to get this money. Mm. It would seem that's a little bit of borrowing. They're, they're going to flash the state credit card yeah. once the credit's back up again. Uh-huh. That would give you an idea. Right. So... And how many how many downgrades were there in the Christie administration? I oh, want to say I want to say twelve. I, I, at least like that. I think yeah. at least twelve. Yeah, at least twelve. So so <laughs> it's urgent that they they get that back up. Oh yeah. But uh, all of these proposals, and they certainly sound good to some constituents. I don't mm. think there's anything in there that would really make anybody upset and angry. No. Uh, I, I think some it's, few the, the the money on the uh, the Planned Parenthood thing. There are certain people who don't like where a lot of that money ends up, right? Or what it ends up accomplishing. But um, the uh, making New Jersey stronger and fairer. Oh, he he did whip the heck out of Christie. Yes, that I thought was pushing things a little more than they had to be. Telling about what a mess it left and and all of these these this litany of problems. Which are true. Uh, so there we have it. There we've come to the end. Now the legislature mm. will get busy. Now what's the legislature going to get busy doing? The legislature is going to get busy figuring out how does this help my chances for re-election? What do I support in here and what right. do I not? Which is Now some of it would depend on the, where their constituency is because some of these mm. things would be playing for areas that have people who are going to love this, mm. especially the free stuff. Right. We all love free stuff. Everybody loves free stuff, sure. But I guess what it boils down to, with all the good intentions in the world, and I will say, he didn't do anything super uber progressive. No. He described himself as some kind of a responsible progressive, well, and I and, suppose that's possible, but none of the really wacky yeah. stuff. And, and, and that's, what you were, that's what you were saying just a minute ago, is that so much of what was proposed are things that people in an ideal world can look at and say, yeah, that looks like a good idea. But the problem, as it always is, is how does it happen? It would yeah. be great if it happened, mm-hmm. but how does it happen? Well, somehow, the money, if the legislature... See, 
the government is actually run by lobbyists. Yeah. Uh, for the special interest and for different uh, commercial business, non-commercial mm-hmm. uh, unions, it's huge. Yeah. And uh, how pleasing them, because, you see, in addition to having an election coming up and being concerned, you don't want to be known to your voters as somebody who raised taxes. Right. But you also want to be in a position to get the lobbyist money. Right. The contributions. Mm-hmm. You want the contra- big contributions from the, uh, the, the public workers union. Sure. The various groups who feed mm-hmm. on, on government. Right. Uh, those who I guess you could look at as one of the vultures who circle down on the fallen springbok and, right. uh, and right. feed. Which is why on, on Monday there was talk of a, uh, a deal that was reached for a contract with the CWA. Yeah. Which, um, you know, kind of, you know kind of it plays into that. Yeah, sure. Well, well, they will at some point. I, I don't know when the next uh, state union workers contract comes up. Yeah, I'm not sure. I remember it came up during the Corazon administration. I don't remember how, how long it was for. But you better believe they're going to be mm-hmm. in there with their hands out for more. He is in a yep. position now owing them big time yep. that is going to have to do it. So I guess if you can boil this down to the uh, the final conclusion here that a lot of programs have been proposed. Right. Some of which good, some of which you might question a little bit, but mm-hmm. nothing earth shattering. But then the next job is how to pay for them. Yeah. And that's where, as John Bramnick said, hide your wallet. Bohica, Bohica, bend over, here it comes, Bohica, Bohica, again. Just a couple of more incidental observations here I made. This morning I hit my knees in fervent prayer. I decided I would go out and start a novena. Okay. Or stop one in progress, something, just just make some (laughs) sign here of, of gratitude. Hillary Clinton has said that she was not going to run again for public office. Right. She said that on Monday, I believe. Probably with forked tongue. Right. But an ego that big, you know, it's going to be hard. Right. Said Uh, something like she would not be running, but she is not going to stand by and be silent. she is going to be sure that there's a Democrat. Is anybody noticing her husband standing in the wings? As far as? As a candidate. As, as a break-all-the-ties candidate that the party can agree on. Now, I don't know. He can only serve two terms, but can he come back after being out? He can't. Well, Watch that. I don't, I don't know if he can be elected a third time. Uh, if there was a scenario where... And the, the only thing I can compare it to is in the 90s when... The coach, Bill Parcells, left the New England Patriots to join the New York Jets, Mm -hmm. but the Patriots wouldn't let him out of his contract. So he said, all right, well, my defensive coordinator is Bill Belichick. He'll come with me to the Jets, and he'll be the head coach, and I will be an advisor. Well, that was just for title and contract purposes, and both of them were on the sidelines the next so year. So in medieval terms, he would be the regent because the right. king is not old enough or, you know, right. actually running things. If, if Bill Clinton were to run as, let's say, a vice presidential That's candidate. That's what yeah, I was thinking, yeah. And then the, there, there, is a, there is a time limit 
that he can serve. So, but can yeah. he run it? Could he run for the uh, Congress? Oh, without a doubt. And then yes. they make him speaker. And right. then he's third in line. For then he's succession. third in line. And the other two guys understand they have to resign. Right. The president, the vice president. Right. right. I don't know. all the, But anyway, <laughs> get, getting back to the blessed Hillary Clinton. That is, that she, is that's she, an interesting. She scenario. made a statement yeah. here. And, and I think these people actually believe this, this bull pucky, the, the, the <laughs> lunatic left. And she and I'm quoting here. She says, fundamental rights, civic virtue, freedom of the press, rule of law, truth, facts and reason are under assault. Mm-hmm. But she didn't say by us. Which is that where all these things are happening. Mm -hmm. She says that, and I quote, when our racist views have been buoyed by the current administration. Mm. Well, what racist views? It's just popular to call somebody a racist. You see, and they understand it because nobody wants to be be labeled that or to be that. Yeah. Think that way, really. And so what happens is if you want to do accomplish something and really wither somebody, call them a racist. Right. That had to be true. It's the easiest now, and laziest, yeah, laziest like way to go to, about if it. If you went elephant hunting and a bull elephant charged you, you'd stand there and don't shoot him, yell racist. <laughs> right, and he would right. hit his knees. He collapsed upon the ground in apoplexy. Yeah. But I thought this was so interesting, just getting away from that part of it, that she is saying that under assault uh, are these... Uh, these oh, the fundamental rights... Of free speech. Yeah. Now, who's assaulting people for free speech? I it's the the left that's doing it. Yeah. I haven't seen any indication. How about the case in North Jersey where the kid wanted to beat up an eighty-year-old man because he was wearing a Make America? Right, right, yeah. Now, now what happened to the kid? Anything? Uh, I I don't know. I never I heard any more about no, it. No, but I, if you turn haven't. that around, and somebody had beaten up a hat that said, you know, bring back Obama or something, right? then there would be all kind of hell to pay. He would be a racist. The, the media, he'd be a racist. The media would never, ever right. let up on it. Right. All right, but getting back to that, uh, freedom of the press, rule of law, truth, facts, and reason are under assault. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But she's hanging it on people, <laughs> on the wrong people. That's right. her people who are doing that. <laughs> right. I've got something I've been carrying around here that I... Uh, Oh, oh, one more thing. I know the yeah. uh, the head of Greenpeace, mm-hmm. which is probably uh, certainly one of the outstanding or, or what uh, cutting edge, if you want, environmental groups. Yeah. Who should be more concerned about the environment and global warming than anybody. Mm. He is referred to occasional. What's her name? Uh, 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 Alexandria yeah. Ocasio-Cortez. He referred yeah. to her. He called her a pompous little twit. Hmm. Uh, and here is a proven environment. You, you, oh, oh, this is another. This, this is another uh, sort of ironic situation. Did you ever notice that all of these people, uh, the groups and all, who are supposedly for the downtrodden, the oppressed, and you're going to have a revolution here to put them in the catbird seat and the like, mm-hmm. all of them that I know of, these radical groups mm-hmm. of populist uh, you know, radical groups, if yeah. you want. Uh, uplifting the common man and, and they're like taking money away from us. They're all funded by enormously rich people. Yes. You get Soros, yes. of course, behind the master. But hers, occasional cortex, her chief of staff supporter is a multi, multi, multi millionaire. Yes. A Silicon mm-hmm. Valley, you know, when these people that make billions of dollars doing whatever it is they do. Right. <laughs> but uh, that, what, so, so you have to ask, what's going on? 
Yeah, and and well, you would think that this movement is targeting them when the but they are responsible. They are funding the movement. When the Democrats uh, took back over the House after this most recent election, and it was clear that Nancy Pelosi was going to become Speaker again, um, so much was said and and written about that very same type of thing. And you know something that uh, people may not realize. Uh, the Pelosi's, you know, primarily because of her husband, are oh, fabulously wealthy. Very, yes, extremely yeah. wealthy. Yeah. And here, in addition to that, and she could certainly pay her own plane fare when she was speaker before, she had commandeered an airplane mm-hmm. that cost millions of dollars, like a trip, and she was going back and forth to uh, California every weekend. Yeah. All by herself in this huge <laughs> jet. <laughs> How, how at public expense? How lonely must that be? It well, <laughs> I don't. I don't know why people don't wake up. It's so sad. Yeah. It's so sad. The mm. people could end this by using their head rather than the the problem. You see, people who vote are not voting based on principles. There may be a few who do, but you mm. can't say everybody. But the lion's share, the mill run of American voters, are looking to see which one would have it more. For me. Right. What's in it for me? Yep. How does this party or this particular candidate, how will that affect my stuff <laughs> and my ability to 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 accumulate stuff? And and the the problem, the problem is when you run into voters who are saying what's in it for me. And as you were talking about with the New Jersey legislature that's up for reelection this year. The politicians are also saying what's in it oh, for of me. Of course, of course. That, that, that's the top thing on the agenda. If, if both is their career, yeah, yeah, extending their career. If both sides got on the same page, you know, if, <laughs> if, if voters said what's in it for me and the politicians said what's in it for you. Yeah. You know, maybe we'd we'd understand who to vote for a little bit well, better. Well, the politicians is voter schmoter, you know, as long as right. I can I can I can corral a, a herd here. Right. Which you see now they're dividing people into classes, the different politics, which mm-hmm. would be racial, it'll be economic, yeah. cultural, or what have you, yeah. particular groups. Because it's very easy that way. It's easier mm-hmm. to corral them and get the whole group than to go individually and try to persuade people. Well, and, and that is something that, that you and I have talked about. The, the new kind of uh, term or phrase that has begun to be used by a lot of uh, people, especially in politics, social justice. Oh, God. You know, and you hear a lot about uh, the first person that I think comes to my mind is Cory Booker. He's a social justice warrior. Cory Booker is doing a very, very dangerous thing, and in my view, a bad thing. He is basing his entire campaign on on race. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he is simply becoming a race agitator. And him declaring himself as far, or Spartacus. Right. Uh, because I mean, he's going to leave a slave's rebellion, although Spartacus' rebellion was, was gladiators, but yeah. it doesn't matter. I, I, would, I would suggest to him that he look up Emilio Pugachev, okay. who actually back in the day in Russia did start a peasant's rebellion. Right. Got pretty far with mm-hmm. it during the reign of Catherine the Great. Yeah. Well, they ended up you know, publicly hanging him in Moscow, but he had him, he had him thinking. He got their attention. <laughs> you were you were talking at, at the top about, uh, you know, for for all of the idiosyncrasies, um, Phil Murphy's intelligence, which is yeah. obvious. Yeah. And uh, that I think and and not to insult anyone's intelligence over anybody else's, but that is what made the Obama presidential campaign. Well, both of them, but specifically 2008, that is what made that campaign so effective is that 
he was so super intelligent about the issues that needed to be talked mm. about and getting through to the people on those issues that he never made his campaign about race. He never went down that no, road. No, he didn't have to. No. Right, because people accepted him. Right. But, of course, the race hustlers now, they have to keep playing it. You disagree right. with him. You're, right. Uh, so, I mean, these, these people make a living at it. Yeah. And I'm, I'm very surprised at, you know, Cory Booker, when he was running the first time, first time we ever heard of him was back running against Sharp James, yep. the mayor. And there was a documentary made on that. Yes. Called Street Fight, I think mm -hmm. it was, which is very good. We love Cory Booker, or I did, because this fresh guy coming in there. Right. Do you know what Sharp James used as his biggest weapon against Cory Booker? No. He says he's not black enough. Right. Uh, right. This, this stuff is so absolutely, you know, crazy. Right. But I, I, I think it's a dangerous thing because this seems to be the whole thrust of his campaign. Right. Is that he is going to be, I think he pictures himself in the little short leather things with his <laughs> loins girded with leather thongs, you know, the, the out there with the trident. Tru and the truly net. dressed as Spartacus. As Spartacus. <laughs> right. So uh, it, it's, it's it's so divisive that uh, yeah. it's it's very very sad, mm. but that's how it goes. That is yeah. politics in America today. So somebody wants uh, just to make this brief because sometimes I want to go off more on it. Something I think about. Some wise person once said that the hardest time to live is in a time of great change. Okay. Now we have got maybe this is part of our problem. Other countries tearing itself apart. We have, because it does something to your psyche, you know, it sort of, yeah. it, it unbalances you a little bit because mm -hmm. the brain cannot absorb change as fast as it's happening. You right. can't, the brain hasn't had time to work this out. Yeah. But the, uh, the, the time of great change, we have, the technological changes are staggering. Yeah. Staggering. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can remember the, I mean, the things that are taken totally for granted today that would have been awe-inspiring, and it still scares the hell out of me. I'm afraid I'm going to upset the tele the, uh, the computer right. and make it mad. Right, <laughs> and right, right. Nobody else thinks anything about it. Uh, now, you get also, you are getting in this country an enormous paradigm shift. Mm -hmm. Paradigm being what is considered by the general population to be the norm. Yeah. America was once the country, the land of the free, the home of the brave, you know, the land of opportunity. Mm -hmm. Suddenly, this is being changed by this left in, well, actually fueled by the media, mm -hmm. which certainly operates dances to their tune. Sure. That changes the entire paradigm mm -hmm. that the average person out there is getting day after day after day browbeaten about America and what you see and what you hear and what you're taught in school, mm -hmm. which is just more dangerous than anything, is that America is not the land of the free, the home of the brave, land of opportunity. America is an evil country. Mm -hmm. It is wicked country. Yeah. And all it does is oppress people and kill people. And this is becoming the new paradigm. At one time, the world paradigm was the earth was flat. <laughs> Nobody questioned that. <laughs> right. Then all of a sudden, here comes, you know, Copernicus and, and, and yep. Galileo and some people, and, and the, the, the paradigm changed. But it took hundreds of years for it to change. Yeah. But yeah. we're in the process of it being changed very quickly now.
Right. Because Copernicus and uh, Copernicus and Galileo and these people, they didn't have media. Right. They didn't have CNN right. out there pushing right. their cause. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, exactly. And they had the church dragging its heels. Anyway, something interesting uh, maybe we'll talk about sometime. So thank you, Patrick. I, I do appreciate it. I value your, your opinions and your contribution very, very highly. Thanks well, very much. Thank you, Jim. Thanks for listening to the new Jim Gerhardt Podcast. Still cooking, and it's bigger than ever. From NJ1015.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.